0: Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the
1: University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs, and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor.
0: Welcome to our Open Pod mini series where we interview medical students from all different medical schools. We'll pick their brains and ask all the important questions you would have asked on an open day. There's an awful lot to consider when choosing your medical school, but don't worry. We break it down with our wonderful guests to help you make the most informed decision possible. So don't let a global pandemic get in the way of choosing the medical school that's right for you.
1: So even if you're not in year 12, now is the best time to start prioritising what you want in your medical school. You'll be there for five or six years and you're definitely going to want to enjoy it. So make sure you think about location, the type of course, clinical contact and intercalation. And these are all things we're going to discuss with our guests in each of our OpenPod episodes.
0: So, today we're joined by my lovely friend Dion from Cardiff University, um, and she's here to chat about the course at Cardiff. So, without further ado, Dion, would you be able to introduce yourself to our listeners, let them know um, what year you're in, and whether you might have seen you before at Medic Mentor perhaps?
2: Hi, everyone. So, yeah, my name's Dion, and I'm in my fourth year at Cardiff University, and I've been involved with Medit Mentor for over a year now. I started off with summer school last summer, absolutely loved it and I've been at a few leadership events this year so you may have seen my face around.
1: Fabulous. Can we start by asking you how is the
2: course at Cardiff delivered? Yes so Cardiff is like most unis now an integrated course And they were kind of the pioneers in case-based learning so the first two years is case-based learning with a bit of clinical placement and then your last three years is mainly just blocks of clinical placement.
1: Okay and how are you finding that that sort of case-based learning so in other universities that we've been talking to so far it's been a bit of lectures and then those lectures sort of answer questions that are based in your case is that how it works at Cardiff too?
2: Yeah, it's very similar. Um, So each case lasts about two weeks, you get given a basic patient scenario. um, And then your lectures, tutorials, your dissection will all kind of relate to the case that you're doing at the time. Um, And when you go off to placement at a GP practice, they'll find patients with the condition that you're studying about. So it's all kind of in context and makes sense and really consolidates that learning and the great thing about case-based learning compared to the purely um, traditional courses and the problem-based learning is it's a bit more facilitated and supported so in your groups um, there is a facilitator there who guides you as to the depth and breadth of what you need to cover so you're not kind of panicking am I learning in the right amount of detail that sort of thing
1: Okay, great. And how many people would be in your
2: case-based group thing? Yeah, so it's usually about eight to ten students. And over the two years, you'll be in three different groups. So they like to mix things up. um, So you get to know new people. And there's always um, different characters within a group. and, And it's quite a dynamic environment, so it works quite well. Fabulous.
0: Is it kind of taught in systems? So you mentioned you have two weeks. Is it done in systems, or do they just do it so that it's coordinated? you learning a certain thing every two weeks, but it's not necessarily
2: go by system at a time. Yeah, sort of systems. I've never heard anyone call it system based, but I suppose, like for instance, the first case that I did was kind of musculoskeletal with a joint injury, and then there might be a heart failure case, a lung case, um, a dementia case. So it kind of covers core concepts mm-hmm. and core conditions. Okay. How many contact hours would you say you have in a typical week? Um, so this varies. Um, so when you start at Cardiff, the very first term is something called PCS or Platform for Clinical Sciences. And this is basically um, an intensive course just to get everyone on the level playing. Field okay. Because they've all come from different colleges, doing different um, exam boards with your A-levels. So it's just yeah. to give everyone the same knowledge base. And that first term is quite intensive, as I said. So that's nine to five every day. Mm -hmm. Um, You get Wednesday afternoons off. Those are always protected for your first few years, which I'll discuss. And then after the Christmas holidays, it gets a lot easier, a lot nicer. Um, And that's when you start your case based learning. And you might have an additional morning or afternoon off a week. Um, so I've written down here a kind of mock timetable for case Amazing. so on a Monday you might have your case session which should last three hours sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. less and then you might have a lecture or two in the afternoon Tuesday you'd have your anatomy or dissection Um, Wednesday you probably have three or four lectures in the morning and then your afternoon off And Thursday, you might have placement in the morning and then some clinical skills teaching in the afternoon. And then the Friday, you'll either have a tutorial or your second case group um, of the week if it's the second week of case. So, yeah, it's 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 nice once case starts in terms of the the amount of hours. And there's plenty of self-directed learning time. I think they've got that balance quite well. Do
0: they schedule in time for you to do that self-directed learning? It's not that you're expected to do it in addition to what they schedule you
2: definitely as I say you'll have you'll have the afternoon or morning mm-hmm. off and they'll put it as self-directed learning time um and as I say case groups usually are a little bit shorter than they should be <laughs> so you have lunches to go to the library and things like that
0: and is your timetable kind of repeating so do you have the same like obviously different topics but is it a similar structure every two weeks or week
2: yeah the structure is quite similar to what I've just Described um, for the different cases. Obviously, it might vary slightly um, if you need a tutorial here and there. Um, but yeah.
0: Generally. I think that's quite good. If, if you like routine, then Cardiff might be a good option because I know at Birmingham it was literally, it changed week on week and day on day. And so if you like routine, maybe that's something. Yeah. It'll be like, like that
2: for your first two years pretty much.
1: Oh, that's nice. I might be being really stupid here, but what's the difference between a
2: tutorial and a case? Yes that's that's a good question. So a tutorial is a bigger group so it can be up to 30 students and you're usually given a workbook and kind of split off into smaller groups within that big group and kind of work through it and discuss. Um, It's a bit more structured whereas a case-based group obviously is smaller and it's it's more of a discussion um, and you make your own learning objectives in case whereas in a tutorial you're kind of being given what you need to learn.
0: That's quite nice. You've got a real mixture of all the different types of teaching styles, haven't you? What was your favourite teaching style? Um,
2: I like a bit of case-based learning, I have to say. Um when I started off, it was a bit it was a bit different. I I I was a very quiet person. That's changed a little bit as I've gone to uni. <laughs> um so yeah, you, you find yourself adapting and evolving and suddenly you're you're the chair of the session and you're saying, you tell me a bit about this and tell me a bit about that. So it kind of brings out the best in everyone, I'd say.
1: So it really encourages you to sort of step out of your comfort zone.
2: Yeah, and um, also the great thing about case-based learning is we call it cake-based learning, as we always bring cakes. Oh, I love that. Every, lecture, every session. So that's just kind of giving you a sense of how kind of chill and, yeah. and nice environment it is. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I'm very jealous. I wish I could have some cake-based
1: sessions. So
2: what sort of size is the cohort of Cardiff? Um, So it's about 300 students, um, give or take, every year. And then um, it will go up slightly in your second year because you have a few graduate entry students that then join the course. Um, I think you did mention this earlier when you were talking about your timetable, but do you do
1: dissection at Cardiff?
2: Yeah, so that was one of the reasons I picked Cardiff. Um, so you get to do dissection, the majority of it is done in that PCS, so that very first term, but you do get a little bit um, throughout the first year and a little bit in second year as well. Um, I love dissection, as I said, it's a really great opportunity, it's an absolute privilege and um, to be able to learn from these bodies, these people who have donated something very, you know, important um, for our learning. Um, also, in terms of in terms of the learning it's great to see the organs in situ it helps me visualize things better compared to pro section which we do a little bit of as well Um, i can just as i say orientate myself a bit more clearly and mm-hmm. it allows you to appreciate anatomical variation between people as well um yeah um, and also it's, it's imp- i think it's important because for a lot of people it's their first experience of death and i don't really think that the place that should be like on a ward with a patient it's quite nice mm-hmm. to have that experience beforehand just to kind
0: of and some people might be quite apprehensive and think oh my gosh maybe I'd love to do dissection but I think I'd get too emotional I'd be too anxious and do you have any comments and all things might help?
2: Cardiff are really good about this um so before you start dissection, you will have a specific session where you will go to the anatomy lab with your group and you will meet the body. So you will basically get to say hello before you pick up the scalpel. So they don't they don't throw you in. And um, it just allows you to kind of familiarize yourself with the environment, with the body. And there's loads of people to talk to if, if you feel a bit uncomfortable. But I've not heard of anyone that kind of refused to do it because everyone really appreciates the opportunity.
1: What about exams, that dreaded topic we have to talk about? How are exams sort of structured
2: at Cardiff? Um, Exams are okay at Cardiff. Um, Maybe compared to some other unis, I don't want to say it's exam-like, because obviously there are exams. Um, But at some of the more traditional unis, they'll have kind of essay-based exam. There's none of that at Cardiff. And so it's all single best answer um, kind of science exams. So in your first year, you'll have one formative, so basically a mock after Christmas and then one summative. So that counts at the end of the year. In second year, you'll have the introduction of progress tests. Um, So you have these from second year to fifth year you sit exactly the same paper, whether you're in second year or fifth year. So obviously in second year, you're gonna do rubbish and that's okay. But the, the, the logic is that you will obviously progress and get better scores throughout your time at uni. And um, so in second year, again, they're formative, they're mocks, they don't really count, apart from the last one, which is like 10%, it's really negligible. It's well. um, It's just to get you kind of used to the format so you don't get scared of them when they do start to count. And then you have an ISCII at the end of second year. So this is a clinical exam. Basically, they want to see that you're going to be safe to go out and see patients on placement. So it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. about the knowledge. It's the fact that you can be polite. You can take a half decent history. You can examine a patient and you can do some skills safely, such as take blood.
0: And when you say ISCII, that might be what other people heard of? being referred to as an OSCE isn't it
2: yeah so ISCE is basically they call it integrated um that's the i instead of the o um i think with oski, sometimes the, the stations are a bit more separated okay with ISCIE, you'll have one patient you'll go in you'll take history and examine them and let's say they've got chest pain um and then the following um Activities will relate to that same patient, so you might have to put. A oh, I like that on the patient. A patient with chest pain, and then you might have to um read the ECG, see that they've got an MI, a, a, a heart attack, and then you just say what your management is as well.
0: I guess that that's more representative of what it's going to be like in a clinical environment because you're not going to be running from a, a psychiatric ward to a to a, I don't know a and E, are you?
2: Yeah, that's why Cardiff say it's the best, and I I believe. <laughs>
0: and I was wondering when I went to the open day they talked about the progress test and I thought I'd be really demoralized personally if I was in like second year and I got this test and it's hard enough at medical school because you obviously go from being like top in your year at your secondary schools to being like kind of average most people at, at medical school how did you find being dealt this very challenging test knowing that potentially the whole point was you weren't supposed to do as well
2: the first one's very weird, as you say, kind of having that mentality that, oh, I'm gonna do rubbish, so what's the point? But um, it, you you kind of get used to the format. So me doing them now, um, I don't get that kind of sense of apprehension because I've done so many of them, I've been doing them since the second year. So I, I, I do see the point and I think they do kind of make you see the point quite early on. And also they they tend to adjust the marks relative to how you should do so. They don't look as bad as they actually are. <laughs> <Is> that <nice?
0: laughs> that's that's good to hear.
2: And then that continues in third, fourth, fifth year, as I said. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, and the other thing that's quite or unique about Cardiff is you ordinarily would have your finals in fourth year, don't you?
2: Yeah. So we have our finals in fourth year rather than our final year, which confuses a few mm-hmm. people. But the, the the logic is that it gets them out of the way, um, because in in theory you should know everything you should know by the end of your fourth year and then the fifth year is mainly to make you a good doctor so it's teaching you the skills of working on the wards rather than teaching you the knowledge that you've learned in previous years Um, and it allows you to concentrate on the national exams such as the SJT and the PSA which everyone has to do.
1: And what about your clinical school then so you start clinical placements like properly all the time in third year is that
2: yeah, so you have you have placement once a week in first and second year, and that's mainly at a GP practice. And then you start your proper clinical blocks in third year, as you say. So you have three eight-week eight-week blocks in third and fourth year. And um, third year is more general medicine. So you'll have an uh, they're called hospital front door. So basically, acute medicine block, an oncology and surgery block, and a chronic disease block. And then in fourth year, you'll start more specialities. So you do things like psychiatry, obs and gyny paediatrics. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a good setup. And you can be on placement all over Wales in that third and fourth year. So there's so many different opportunities. Um, and people really enjoy going away on placement.
0: And um, I guess people might obviously think that's a really good thing, but other people might be concerned. Maybe they're going to be posted somewhere in um, a field with cows, or you know what I mean, like somewhere really out there.
2: What's your experience Brilliant.
0: of that? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. She. Uh, no, um, it's fine. It's fine. They so when they send you away on placement, you'll always be with other students, um, at, at the different hubs. So so you're never alone. And actually, I've found, and my friends have found that people who go away on and actually enjoy the block a lot more they get better teaching at the hospitals because there's less students um and also they, they make a little tight knit group of friends uh, so it, yeah some mm-hmm. people might find that a bit daunting but actually it's an amazing experience and even the people that are a bit apprehensive about going come back absolutely raving about it.
0: And I don't care about you, but I found I've just started a placement in third. Well, the third year I've just had. My placements absolutely flew by. So I think even if you're a bit worried that you're going to be far away, when you're actually doing it, there's so much to keep you busy. You can barely even think about where you are.
2: Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's so much to do away as well. You get to explore such a beautiful country, which is Wales. And there's so much beautiful countryside. Or castles and things like that beaches so there's there's so much to see and do with your spare time yeah
1: um i have another kind of stupid question sorry what if you don't speak welsh
2: okay um so you don't have to speak welsh to go to cardiff um obviously they they love it if you try but literally my welsh stretches to Borodar, and that's about it (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah but they, they do encourage but it's not compulsory if you are a welsh speaker there are opportunities to do parts of your course in welsh and obviously go yeah. and practice with patients and, and speak to them on the wards which is nice um but yeah it's you, you'll manage i I manage without speaking any welsh so we're good. Okay. <laughs>
0: there's one thing i recall because I, I looked at cardiff and they said something to do with when you graduate you kind of get put straight into the Welsh NHS or so you get posted in Wales and this was one of the things that put me off it but I was wondering if that's the case and a bit more about that.
2: Yeah Um. so in your fifth year they call it a harmonisation year um, and in your last block um, your senior student assistantship you get to be with the team that you will join as an F1 if you are to stay in Wales, it's not a compulsory thing. Right. Um, you can go back to England, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you stay in Wales, you get to kind of shadow that team before you start the job, um, which a lot of people, including myself, find quite a comfort, comforting thought because you get to know the people, you get to know the environment rather than being thrown in on that very first day, having absolutely no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why they created that kind of year to harmonize the transition to to being a fully grown up doctor rather than just a little medical student
1: okay um what about intercalation can you yeah. intercalate at cardiff is it compulsory what what's what sort happens with intercalation
2: yeah so it's not compulsory at cardiff it, it's an optional thing um you can elect to do it between your third and fourth year or fourth and fifth year and both both have benefits um some people like a break halfway through Um, Some people like getting their finals out the way and then then doing it after fourth year. Um, And they're usually about 80 students a year. Obviously, that's give and take as well, um, who intercalate. And there's loads of choice at Cardiff. Um, So there's science subjects such as neuroscience, bioscience, anatomy. And there's some more kind of med school based ones such as medical education, um, population medicine. Um, you can go up to Bangor and do a, a sports science or medicine integrated degree as well if you want to go for a year. And there's also a really popular one called EPIC, which is basically um, pre-hospital and emergency medicine. So it's a purely clinical integrated degree and it's, um, yeah, it's quite hard to get onto and it, it's, it's, a, it's a hard year, but it's, it's an amazing opportunity. There's something
1: mm. for everyone. Mm. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I've not heard of there being clinical intercalations before so my mind is blown. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is. Fantastic. So we've talked a lot about what it's like being a medical student at Cardiff. What about just a general student at Cardiff? What's the university life like? The city? How do you find it?
2: Yeah, so Cardiff is great as a city. And um, there's so much there because it's a capital city. It's got all, all of the amenities, but it's in quite a small, compact kind of space. And um, so it's really easy to get around. There's the beach down the road and then up, up a bit north is the Brecon Beacons. So there's, there's loads to do. Um, people tell me that Cardiff is a good night out and probably not the best person to ask. Um, in terms of student nightlife, um, a lot of people rave and um, also with the uni there's there's loads of societies and clubs and things to get involved with so I, I've absolutely loved my time and it's gone so quickly and I'm really sad um, but I'm hoping to stay in Cardiff so when I graduate so that kind of says it. It well.
0: does it does no better praise than sticking around for a bit longer is there. It's quick fair time so these are just a few questions nice and easy so number one what is the best thing about your medical school?
2: It's, I know it's a really simple thing, but it's a really friendly medical school. Um, so I went to open days at other unis and I did not get the same reception as I did when I went to Cardiff. They really make you feel included, like they want you to succeed. And looking at the people in my cohort, they kind of pick out nice people so you don't necessarily have to be the smartest or the all or the most academic but as long as you're a good person good-hearted and you're going to make a good doctor
0: yeah
2: that's what they screen for and I quite quite like that
0: fabulous number two what's the hardest thing about studying medicine oh
2: it's it's just the quantity I have to say it's the quantity Mm. of the content and you never know well you know you don't know what you don't know and and, and that's a scary thing but you you kind of learn to deal with that and and work around that and use what knowledge you do know and then go research what you don't know so yeah
0: (laughs) exactly yeah um number three why did you choose cardiff you mentioned friendly people. Is there any other reasons? Or?
2: Yeah, well, I know it sounds silly. Um, that, that that was quite a big part of it. So I went mm-hmm. I went on a taster day, not thinking about going, just because someone advised, go to a medicine-specific taster day. So I did at Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And it was so friendly. Everyone was welcoming. I liked the core structure. So I like the sound of case-based learning. I like the fact you got to explore a bit of Wales. And I like the mm-hmm. fact that finals were in fourth year. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that 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 was it that sold it to me really.
0: I don't think it's daft saying that they are nice people because you're going to be there for five years and you're going to be so miserable if you're with grumpy, grumpy people that you can't stand. So it's really important. That, yeah, definitely. I do
2: feel you. You. I know it's difficult for the the guys listening because that they're able to go on open days and that's the point of this whole podcast. But. If they have in past, or they do get to in future, it really helps to get a sense of a place. And, and I do, I do think you get a feeling, a good feeling, when you know this. This is the right place for me.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned taste today. So what are, people are listening, I'm just anticipating people being like, "Oh my god, how do I get to do this? It sounds amazing. How did you get back, Go about doing
2: that? I think I just googled at the time, medicine googled days, it. and it came up. Um. So a taste a day is just different to an open day because it's a bit more it's medicine specific. So it's not like a whole uni open day. And um, so a bit more streamlined to people applying to medicine. And you get a go at kind of taking blood from a fake arm and things like that. Oh, cool. Very exciting.
0: Amazing. And then finally, if some of our listeners um, have requested Cardiff, so we definitely know there are people thinking about applying there. What tips would you give to people applying to Cardiff specifically?
2: Um, so just kind of, as with applying to any med school, um, apply smartly, mm-hmm. so apply to the unis, you're more likely to get in. So with Cardiff, it has strong GCSEs, because um, that's kind of their first screening criteria. Um, they, they give them a, a mark and then if you're over a certain boundary, they'll look at your personal statement. So that helps. Um, but again, if you love the place, still, still try. Um, if they're not quite as good, because you never know. And then with personal statements, um, I, I help with lots of open days, and they really stress saying the five things that you should have in your personal statement. So evidence of caring, evidence of responsibility, and reflecting on both of those. And insight into a in medicine, obviously really important. Um, and for me, mm-hmm. important evidence of a balanced approach to life. So they want to see that again, you're a nice, yeah. genuine person, you have other interests, and you're not going to completely burn out when you start medicine because you have other interests and avenues um and self-directed learning. So if you've done an e p q or a Welsh back, that gives you lots of amazing. Lots of time.
0: Wow. you're a font of knowledge, Dion.:
2: And also also um in terms of like um what they called entry exams, um Cardiff asks you to do a UCAT. Um, but they don't actually use it. It's only used in tie-break situations.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much. You're so full of knowledge and I think our listeners will have got an awful lot
1: from that. So, thanks, guys.
2: It's nice to, nice to chat. <laughs>
0: so that wraps up this open
1: pod. We've had a great interview with Dion about life as a medical student at Cardiff University and got you guys some great tips on how to apply. Make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released. And as always, follow MedicMental on Twitter at MedicMental1. And don't forget to keep an eye on the blog on the Medic Mental website. Yes, especially for these open pot episodes, make sure
0: you comment under the episode for each um, specific open pod, and we will get our guests to check the comments and respond to any questions. So any questions for Dion about Cardiff, pop them under this blog post and we'll let her know to answer them also don't forget to check out the medic mentor instagram page as we're getting a lot more active on there and you guys can have a role in deciding what we cover next take care guys have a good one bye